<sighs> All right, let's kick this fucker in the groin. Okay. Yeah. Um, welcome to a very special Lurk Mode Presents Bachelor Recap of Season 25, Week 4, featuring The Bachelor, Matt James. My name is Jay Waves. I'm here with Mandy Says. How you doing, Mandy? Fan-freaking-tastic. How did you, uh, did you enjoy this episode of Lay Bachelor? I have to say, this episode did not disappoint. Plenty of drama, plenty of cute moments. Loved every minute of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that sounds like a glowing review. Before we get into it, uh, just to catch up on a little uh, Bachelor Nation business, the latest big rumor that we need to touch on, because this is actually a very important development, is that Dale and Claire no more. Kaput. What do you know about this situation, Mandy? First... Dale made a post on Instagram saying that they weren't together anymore. And then she and Claire didn't post anything. So he he it was up on his page for, I think, two to three days. And then it's eventually she made a post saying that she was basically completely blindsided by that, that I think they were maybe taking some time apart, but I don't think she thought they were broken up for good, even though his post made it sound like that. And he deleted his post. So he doesn't even have his breakup post up anymore. When we talked about this, you said uh, like you always knew Dale was a creep or like you knew this was coming. And Mm -hmm. I feel like when we were watching it, you were a little more positive about it. I I feel like I thought it was never going to work. But do you you also felt that way? I think they both were kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know what Dale was thinking. I mean, as far as, yeah. I mean, he's just a very young, attractive, in demand guy. So why he would shack up with a hairstylist 10 years older than him just didn't really seem very believable to me. I just thought maybe he really wanted to have kids and start a family because Claire made all of that so very apparently known. And that was the thing. Are Claire's eggs frozen? I don't know, but they should be at this 39, point. Dude. Well, she's past the the mark, I think, by now. I think you're supposed to do it before you turn like 38 or something like that. I mean, you know, he he they could probably figure something out, but I just don't. I don't know. I just never thought. Um, this sounds this sounds harsh now, but I don't know. I just didn't see it working. Not because really, not so much because I want to point out Claire's flaws, but just because Dale didn't strike as the type of dude to be ready to settle down. He didn't, but the mere fact that he was going with it so much made me feel like he was. Like, I agree with you in that he didn't seem like that, but the fact that he was going for it, he was going to her room, he was doing all these things made me think, okay, well then maybe he he is really into her. And then to say, oh, I wasn't ready for marriage and all that stuff, Bro, you knew what you were getting into. Like, you knew what she wanted. Granted, she was extra, like, so extra about it. Well, she was super, super extra. And I think she had her blinders on or, you know, whatever, in that she she wanted it so bad, she just sort of willed it into existence Mm -hmm. without, like, fully analyzing what uh, she was getting herself into. Before we get started, though, I also have another big announcement for the show. This is really cool. Mandy, you are you didn't even know about this, but we have got some sponsors. <gasps> really? We, yes, we have hit the big time. We actually have some paid sponsors, so there will be some ads 
uh, this episode, but I'm just really excited that we finally get the opportunity to monetize this podcast after all the hard work, all the hard work that we've done. Well, we're not really just getting free shit. We're actually, we're actually getting paid for for the placement of these ads. Has this ever happened to you? Do you have an enormous fucking huge face that skin stretches across it and then it cracks because it's dry and the skin can't possibly manage that kind of distance? Face salve brought to you by the same people that clean your fingers. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm happy to bring it to you right here live. The same grease that chicken wings are in and you can rub it on your fucking face and you feel a lot better afterwards. And then you can smile without cracking. Face salve. Wow. Okay. Um, not what I was expecting, but, uh, sounds like a a good product. You know, the press release that they sent over was just a a post-it note that said face salve on it. Are you a, are you a salve or a salve person? How do you like to pronounce it? Yeah. I like to put the L in it. It's got an L. So you say the L. But you don't say salmon. No, because it's, well, actually, if you're from Miami, you say salmon. You do say salmon. salmon. You do say salmon. The word salmon has two syllables. Salmon. The night starts, or should I say the uh, episode starts with the group date that was supposed to start uh, last episode, but was interrupted by the departure, uh, the very heavy, tear-filled departure of Sarah. We pick up with the evening portion of that. We see nice conversations with Chelsea, MJ, Piper, and Abigail. It's an overall pleasant but uneventful evening. Chelsea gets the rose. Yeah, Chelsea and him really hit it off. There's also, you know, in in the opening part, there's also a lot of conversation among the girls that are chilling back home talking about Sarah just, you know, just being mean. I mean, just being mean girls. Just to to backtrack a little bit, I think Victoria said uh, the trash took itself out. Yeah, she referring did. to Sarah, like that's that's so mean. Well, and Katie uh, is really sort of upset by all this negative talk, as she probably might be in general. But Katie is the only one who knows about Sarah's dad and ALS and the you know basically the family concerns that she has. And fortunately, she doesn't share that information with the other girls. But at the same time. You know, it makes her get even more offended because she knows the real story. Bye. Peace. Just the trash took itself out. Can you stop? Seriously? She's gone. There's no point to keep talking about her or saying negative things. No, I won't stop, Katie. I'll do whatever the I want. Okay. Well, you can keep being toxic and rude about it. I'm not toxic. She's just not here. What's the point? Oh, my God. Shut up, Katie. Literally. Fucking Victoria, dude. I just can't. I just can't fucking deal with her. I don't understand how she's still on this fucking show. She gets what's, she's going to get what's coming to her. I mean, her life. We keep waiting for that. It's not about, it's out like post show. She's going to get what's coming to her. Like she's going to have a hard time finding a job. She's definitely not going to get, you know, the Insta gram sponsorships and partnerships and stuff. No one's going to want to partner with her. She's toxic. She's terrible. And speaking of Instagram, you said her profile is private now, which is very, uh, not a very bachelor nation, uh, thing to do. No, because she realizes that she's a terrible person. (laughs) She doesn't want anybody to see her stuff. Well, I don't know that she believes she's a terrible person, but maybe she is believing that other people think she's a terrible person. Um, I'm not being a bitch. Okay. I think you are a bitch. Next up is the cocktail party. Matt shares a nice smooch with Piper. Victoria shows her vulnerability. While Victoria is in the midst of uh, showing that vulnerability, Chris Harrison interrupts 
with some serious news. He, he seems like he's about to drop a, a major bomb on Matt. Can I just say, though, I love that Chris Harrison interrupted Victoria. Yes. Because if it was another girl, she would, like, say some crazy shit. But because it's Chris Harrison, you can't talk back to Chris Harrison, you know? Yeah, no. He I, comes through, you got to let him go. Chris Harrison is is probably demands more respect than, uh, than anybody else on the set. Uh, so Chris comes through with his news. He pulls Matt aside and uh, basically lets Matt know that so many women want to be with him that five more women have bullied their way onto the show. Matt is clearly overwhelmed. The ladies back at the house are friggin' pissed. Break down the five new ladies for us, please. So we have Brittany from Chicago. She's the model. She's 23. We have Michelle from Minnesota. Minnesota. She's 27. She's a teacher. She's crazy tall. She's really pretty. We have Ryan, 26. She's a dancer from Brooklyn. Kim, ICU nurse. She's 28. And then we have Catalina, 29, from uh, Puerto Rico. She's Miss Puerto Rico. The former Miss Puerto Rico. Okay, former. But still there in uh, Sash and Crown. Sash and Crown, which Victoria literally steals her crown off of her head. She does, because uh, the ladies are obviously very pissed off about these new arrivals. Who the f*** are these random ass hoes coming into the house? Matt mingles with some of the old and some of the new, and it's time for the rose ceremony. Matt is looking fresh to death in a fresh plum pudding ensemble <laughs> just looking like all types of purples and and plums he has a nice well he's got a, like a lavender button down right uh hence all types of purples and plums yeah. lavender being uh a, a falling under that umbrella yeah yes. i liked it yes so at the cocktail party we see him we see matt kind of hit it off with Brittany, who was the first girl that got out of the car she came out in the black sparkly dress well, she rammed her tongue down his throat immediately uh, upon oh, yeah. meeting him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, I guess she made a really good impression, and they seemed to hit it off. I have to say she did come off like she wasn't really nervous. She was very cool. Um, she's also got one of those sort of like deep uh, voices that makes her seem like she's only 23, but mm -hmm. her voice has such a like a, yo, what's up, like presence that it makes her seem more powerful yeah. and older and wiser. Yeah. Yeah. She did carry herself very well, considering that she had to walk into a room of like 20 catty women. Yeah. I mean, she held her own and she like, she sat down and she was like, yeah, I needed to make up for lost time. So I made out with him. <laughs> Victoria uh, watched that makeout go down, by the way, and immediately said that she wanted to vomit. Oh my God. <laughs> and then proceeded to call her a slore, uh. which I've never heard before, but obviously is a combination of slut and whore. Brittany interrupted me to make out with Matt. Slur. Slut, whore. She's the worst. She's so bad. Rachel uh, seems upset about the new arrivals, but she just looks stoned uh, to me <laughs> like she always does. Uh, I wrote down the fear in Matt's eyes because that's when, uh, after uh, things pick back up, Victoria pulls him aside to finish sharing her vulnerables with him. <laughs> and uh, Matt looks absolutely terrified that he has to talk to her again, but agrees to do so very graciously. Well, then, and all she says is, I just, I just, you know, it's hard for me, but I just really like you. And I just feel this connection between us. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, where is she getting these vibes from? I mean, 
Just where? Like, where did she get them from? He looks so uncomfortable with her. Victoria really is uh, delusional. She Because is. she seems to create these fantasies. I love it when they show her... Every date that she's on, she talks about how great it would be to get the rose. And then they show her sort of privately smiling to herself. And she's obviously imagining mm -hmm. herself winning the rose. And I, I truly believe that she thinks that she's going to get it. I mean, she really thinks, like, she, not only does she have a chance, but she's sad when she doesn't get it. Which, it baffles me that she thinks that she even has a chance. Like... She's just out of her, yeah, she's delusional. So rose ceremony, these are the girls who get roses in this, in the order shown. So we got MJ, Piper, Bree, Maggie, Michelle, who's the new girl from Minnesota, Mari, Ryan, also a new girl, Kit, Serena C, Abigail, Katie, Victoria, Lauren, Brittany, also a new girl, Jasenia, Anna, and Catalina, the other new girl from Puerto Rico. That's a lot of fucking bitches. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Did four out of five new girls get roses? Yep. Damn, poor Kim. Pobrecita. As you said, Kim came to stunt, though. Kim was Dude, definitely that dress like... Is Fire. Had her whole torso just out ready to play. So that dress looks like one of those Farm Rio dresses. You don't know about Farm Rio, but... Us. I feel like I should. That sounds like some Florida shit. Dude, us ladies, we get I just get hella ads for Farm Rio on Instagram. Is that some Florida shit? No, it's just like That a, color scheme was very Florida. Yeah, well, it's that like tropical bright pattern dresses that usually have like cool cutouts and Looks stuff. like something you wear on a slut cruise. <laughs> What's a slut cruise? Like a cruise where you're a slut? <laughs> That's any cruise I go on, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately, we lost Kayla. Freaking idiot. Yeah, Kayla is gorgeous. She's got that, uh, her face is just very classic. It's just beautiful and symmetrical and gorgeous. And she's from North Carolina, like you idiot. And then we have Kylie, which could do without her. Yeah, who the fuck is Kylie? Just get get rid of Kylie and she's her, got her like, scrunched up face. She's also got her like. her wild ass dress with her fucking jersey highlights like I, she looks like oh, yeah. straight off the jersey shore she's like she's literally jersey shore i wonder if she's actually from jersey huh i don't think she is oh, i she feel like she's hawaiian for some reason or she's like a stewardess Kylie? for like hawaiian air hmm. did we'll, i just make up a whole thing we'll, i like it we'll, we'll see about it Gil, yeah. go with it okay <laughs> and then we have kim who was one of the new girls mm -hmm. in her beautiful farm rio dress yeah yeah, yeah. kim kim Pobrecita. definitely paul Group date time. But first, a visit from Ben Higgins. Matt's fashion is clearly superior to Ben's as Matt stunts in a massive, massive plaid flannel over a maroon hoodie. The pockets on his flannel are so big, you could fit an encyclopedia volume in, <laughs> in one of his breast pockets. I mean, Matt's cool because he's like a slender guy, but he will throw down on some like baggy tops. He'll have yeah. like skin tight jeans and then like a, like one of those like sumo wrestler uh, costumes for like the upper half of his body. Like yeah. he would just puff. He would just puff up top. <laughs> and uh, But he's always tight on the bottom. I, we haven't seen him in any uh, baggy pants yet. But him and Ben sort of uh, talk a little bachelor talk. Honestly, why was Ben even there? He was there for like a second and just introduces the obstacle course and then... 
Yeah, That's he really didn't really it. He didn't have, really do shit, and then he disappeared. I think maybe they're kind of forcing the whole guests, guests, or guest nation. Why not just have nation? Chris Harrison do all this stuff? Chris Harrison literally he does two things: he goes to rose. That's it. No, he just goes to rose ceremonies. What else does he do? Well, he he drops the heavy news on Matt, and uh, oh, and drops off date cards. Yeah, he really he doesn't even really drop them off. You just hear like a knock at the door, and then the or the card is just there. No, he brought a date card today. He he brought. He actually appeared. Yeah, he appeared. He okay. dropped the first date card. But still, like, this whole bringing in previous bachelors, bachelorettes, people on different, you know, from different bachelor seasons, it's just, it's kind of getting old. And number one, number two, like, they're not very, they're not picking, like, the best ones. So Ben Higgins uh, introduces the action part of the date, which is going to be a obstacle course because there's nothing else to do on the grounds of Nima Colon. The obstacle course involves uh, a rowing section, actually in water, inside giant pumpkins described as thousand pound pumpkins. Which I wish I could do. You wish you could what? Grow a thousand pound pumpkin? No. Climb inside one. Climb inside one. Row to safety. Yes. It's got to feel so cool to just be inside of a pumpkin. Because you know what I thought of? Okay, this is what I thought of. You ever see those Ann Gettys pictures of babies inside of pumpkins? I guess. I don't really look at pictures of babies like because I'm not baby crazy like you are. Okay, well, that's what I thought of. I was like, oh, I could just be like a little baby inside of a pumpkin. Okay, yeah, I could see. <laughs> I could see you wanting to be a baby in a pumpkin. So the the ladies, they have to row in pumpkins and then they have to put on squirrel suits and find acorns with their names on it, giant ac- like stuffed acorns uh, in a huge pile of leaves. Then once they find their acorn, they have to walk across a balance beam and plop it in a basket and then run a little foot race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna finds one of the new girl's uh, acorns and hides it. Classic Anna. Britney's, yeah. Um, and then uh, Mari, the closet... The the secret athlete I know wins uh, yet another physical uh, competition. It's funny because she looks she's so pretty. She looks so put together all the time. Her makeup is always perfect. But this girl she slays. is the most plastic though. In your own words. Oh yeah, yeah. But she slays at these uh, like these competitions, these physical competitions. Yeah, I'd love to know if she uh, if she played any sports as a kid. Matt comes out. Looking like the Caramel King, a.k.a. Squirrel Daddy. Just <laughs> rocking. What would you, and you would call him Creme Beige? Creme Beige. You like Baileys? Mmm, creamy. Soft, creamy beige. He's got a very nice, nice caramel vibe going with the blazer and the matching turtleneck. Oddly paired with very light denim jeans, though. I didn't like not, that. Not a good look. Yeah. I have to commend him for his mixing of beiges. Yeah, That's yeah. A bold it was move. like a couple shades of just creamy caramel. Yeah. I just was thinking about candy bars. <laughs> Brittany interrupts Anna, much to Anna's chagrin. Anna reveals a secret about Brittany, about her supposedly being an escort. We see Michelle, the new girl, gets the date card uh, back at the house. Meanwhile, Anna calls out Brittany and uh, basically just says in front of everybody on the group date that she heard she was an escort and uh, entertains men for money without, of course, confirming this with Brittany beforehand. Victoria just absolutely relishing in Brittany's pain. And Brie gets the rose. Thank God Brie gets the rose. Finally, there's some good in the world. But let me tell you, Anna, first off, 
before any of this happened, I didn't like Anna. I just want to go on the record saying I never liked her. She talks with her teeth and she sticks her lips out like she's like, I don't know, like she's trying to like fan out her teeth, you know, like she doesn't like having spit on her teeth. So she just kind of like, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I think that she's maybe an escort. It's terrible. But here's why she thinks she's an escort, because apparently she's been spotted at clubs and she sits at tables of, and she uses the words high rollers. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, I told you this. I used to be a party girl and I used to like go to like all the fancy clubs in Miami. And I happened to know people that were promoters or you could call them quote unquote high rollers. I'm not an escort. I never was an escort. So that's really messed up for her to accuse her of that on freaking national television. That's like really bad. That's like the ultimate slut shaming. It does appear that uh, Anna is full of shit, but we don't know. We don't know the whole story, the whole story yet. But uh, Anna is definitely being a little cunty. Oh, one thing I wanted to say that Victoria says, and this is what I was, I I wanted to circle back to this from earlier talking about winning, right? So Victoria says, I'm here to win the rose to show these girls who the queen is, which totally uh what's the word starts with a c cunty no it's not cunty it's like she basically like contradicts she contradicts herself because she's always talking about i'm here for matt i'm not here to make friends i'm only here for matt well bitch you just said you just want to win you don't give a shit about matt so that's that's all she cares about. She just wants to win. She's a little cunty. All right. Before we get into the one-on-one date with Michelle, the new girl, uh, it's time for a word from another one of our sponsors. The Kirk Mayonnaise family of products, potpourri and flavored mayonnaises, offering a variety of injection systems. My name's Kirk Mayonnaise. I hope that you're feeling comfortable right now at your home, knowing that you're surrounded by many of my family's lovely potpourri of mayonnaise supplies. We would like to inject your family with 13 cc's of mayonnaise daily for a limited price of $9.99 per mayonnaise displacement, coming at you live from our California mayonnaise distributor, Mayoland. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 40. 93751 flavors of mayonnaise coming at you live. We fly drones over your house, we shoot the mayonnaise into your neck with arrows, you do not know what happens and you like the way you feel. My name's Kirk Mayonnaise. Hi. That was aggressive. Where are we finding these sponsors? Uh, I actually have several different Kirk mayonnaise uh flavored mayonnaises in my fridge right now. Uh, I've got the spicy chipotle chicken um, that I really enjoy. I also have green goddess garlic, which is uh, delicious on sandwiches. John, and, John, serious question though. Have, yes. Have you been injecting me with mayonnaise, like unbeknownst to me? I wouldn't call it mayonnaise. <laughs> Moving on. Matt comes through <laughs> in a tailored a tailored sweater shirt. Like a tailored thin sweater t-shirt looking like Pinky Purcell. <laughs> and uh Michelle comes through looking like a tall drink of water. And 
and they get ready to go on an extreme scavenger hunt. They end up in a hot air balloon, which, of course, the other girls are watching with binoculars. As yeah. we know, the producers like to have everything set up to uh, promote the most anger. The next group date is announced. The word fight is used and everyone is on edge. Matt and Michelle really hit it off. She obviously gets the rose. Then they make out in the back of a vintage car. Well, their first kiss is in the hot air balloon. Imagine your first kiss in a hot air balloon. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. It just came out. I don't know why I said it. But imagine. (laughs) But what I did think was super cute on their one-on-one date is when they were popping the balloons and talking about uh, one of the questions on the balloons was, how many kids do you want to have? And they both said three. I don't know. Oh, that's what they were talking about. Of yeah. course, you got to talk about kids. But I was, um, <laughs> I was not. I like thought he said like what, like let's say what number we're thinking of or something. I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, I yeah. Did, I just zoned out and I heard them both say three, and then everybody was happy. But that was cool. But what I liked about that was just how she kind of just was like. She was like, it's done. She like walked away. She's like, I'm done. We're going home. It's over. Like she was just so funny about it. And um, I don't know. She's just, she's just real. She's down to earth. Do you think she's going to win now? She's now in my top four. Do you like her better than Brie? No. Who's your top four? Let's wait till the end. No, let's hear it right now. Okay. So I would say I've got Brie, Michelle, Rachel, and Serena P. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Abigail's no longer in there, huh? I just haven't seen them interacting a lot. Yeah, they haven't been. They did come up with that cute little code of of her pulling on her ear, and uh, we haven't actually seen her her do that. So it would be kind of funny if they if they showed her like pulling on her ear, and like then Matt like didn't go over to her or whatever, and then we knew she was eternally rejected but i'm still rooting for (laughs) abigail i'd like to see her go far she seems like a really sweet person and she's very pretty and um who's your top four i'm not really prepared for this question i would say uh brie for sure serena p for sure i guess michelle at this point for sure so that you know i I really thought sarah was gonna was gonna be a a big deal Mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna will abigail into that place for, yeah. For a lack of a better choice. Rachel. I Yeah, him and Rachel. I still need to see more. You know, why hasn't he given Rachel a one-on-one, you know? Well, I mean, he just hasn't had a chance to. But I know. I, guess. I think they're going to get a one-on-one later on. I think sometimes when they get the one-on-ones later, it's better. Because they've, well, it's they've better built... on the real seasons because, you know, by then they're in fucking Tahiti or something and they get to go fucking naked scuba diving. Whereas well, they, <laughs> yeah. Colin, they're just going to get to go... Fucking, fucking skeet shooting and then um, go to the driving range. I know. Well, I think for, for this, for especially for this season two, is that the reason why I say that is because they can spend the like group dates and the cocktail parties to kind of get to know each other. And I think of all people, Rachel's a good person to have a one-on-one with later because she's someone that's going to need to like open up a little bit more. You think Matt is really thinking all that stuff though? You think Matt's thinking like, hmm, Rachel's going to need time to open up. So I will be saving her for a later time. I mean, he's a smart, very intuitive man. 
Like he's he knows he know, he's very emotionally intelligent. I think he might know that. Last night we got a date card that said, "Are you willing to fight for love?" Maybe we'll be fighting somehow. I don't know, but it sounds like we have to be physical. So yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> Are we done with um are we done with what are we doing? Are we done yeah, with Michelle? Yeah, on the group the group date. All right, boxing. so the group date. Yes. So of course fighting, don't call it boxing, call it fighting. For the group date, uh everybody shows up. They we have a nice little uh some shots of Matt shirtless doing a little a little training. He's got like a random log on his back that he's pressing, which is obviously like doing squats with. Which is obviously uncomfortable. You know that bark was scraping the fucking back of his neck, but he just had to act like the shit wasn't bothering him. But I like, must have been getting a snack or something. Dude, he I had didn't a fucking tree on his back. Dang. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, like I, when I, you know, at the gym, like I, I won't when I squat, I won't use the the puss pad. They call it. I refuse to use the puss pad, but uh, I will wear a hoodie and then I allow the hood to provide a little bit of cushion when I put the the bar, the bar across my back. We we see Mad Train. Uh, the ladies come out. They bring in some old ass boxer lady who was uh, apparently is a five time uh, boxing champion. Her name is Nia St. John. She trains the women in some boxing. Uh, they go out and and do some boxing. Um, I wrote some girls get rocked, some girls do the rocking. <laughs> but um, Matt, in a very sort of like his knight in shining armor fashion, as you've mentioned before. Uh, cuts that portion of the date short because he sees that these girls are getting fucking the shit knocked out of them. Heads are fucking snapping back, dude. People are getting fucking concussed. All that shit. Serena P gets her fucking nose broken, so he shuts the whole thing down. Yeah. We come to the evening portion. Matt comes through in a Charlie Brown yellow fucking mock turtle looking like Mr. Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> And a fucking multi-perp tone jacket. He does rock a lot of purple. His jacket had about seven shades of dark perp in it. That's a good color on him, though. It is a good color. Um, the women continue to tear down the new girls, which uh, sort of gets to Katie. You know, these these girls are just, they're just, they basically, they've started calling themselves the OGs. And they just have a full-on campaign against the new girls. So they are just all, you know, basically sucking their own dicks, fucking... Just talking about how great they are. And Katie has had enough. Enough, she yeah, says. basta. So Katie, <laughs> that's right, basta. <laughs> so Katie gets up, uh, stalks out of the room. Actually, you know what? Katie is diplomatic. You know, Katie is truly the champion of the people. And in a very diplomatic sense, Katie says, hey, you know what? Maybe we should stop all this shit talking. And everybody pretty much says, you know, pretty much scoffs at her and is like, yeah, we're having too much fun talking shit. Dude, they so. laughed at her. And yeah, Chelsea so. literally did like She a snorted. Puff. Yeah, she just, she straight up was like, you are hilarious for even trying to be that person. She gave but. her the snort. Um, but Katie was not having it. So she goes up. She finds Matt having a little powwow with the producers. And uh, she whistle blows on all them hoes. Well, she should. Listen, I'm really disappointed in a lot of these women because... They are just being so terrible and so mean to them. And, you know, it's bringing out a lot of ugly ugliness. And, you know, this is this was Katie's time to shine and to be like, look, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, we're in a competition. Yes, it sucks that they came. But like, let's stop hating on each other. But as we discussed, Katie, who we also agree it would probably would not have won 
Uh, anyway, Katie is actually doing herself a disservice by whistleblowing because even though I don't disagree with uh, you know the concept of what she's doing, it's a proven fact that if you get caught up in any kind of drama on The Bachelor, you will be uh, let go. You will be cut mm-hmm. because it just seems like the drama. Because the it always comes back to the to the whistleblower because someone will try to flip it on them, and then their reputation gets cast into doubt. It just seems like it's never a good idea to get caught up in any drama. Period. Well, I think she was smart about it because Anna was telling everybody that Britney's an escort. Well, again, I said I said I don't disagree with what but what I'm, Katie's doing. What I'm saying is it can't get flipped because Anna's run her mouth way too much for her to ever deny that. You know, maybe if Anna said that to one person, um, and Katie whist- blew the whistle on her, maybe she'd be able to just deny it and get away with it. But she can't now because Anna straight up told everyone, and Anne. In the, in the preview for next episode, you hear Anna saying, I'm so sorry, or something like that. She's definitely apologizing for what she said. But you also see Matt addressing the entire room, talking about, you know, what he won't stand for or, you yeah, know, he whatever. Yeah. But all the women are going to know that Katie... It's Katie didn't just rat out Anna. I mean, she ratted out the overall toxicity yeah. that was going on. She does. She didn't call out Anna by name, but she did say that what she was doing could possibly uh, ruin someone's reputation, which it certainly could. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Matt is addressing the house as a whole, and I think that the women are all going to know that Katie is the one who told him, and that they will probably gang up on her because they need a new. Yeah, a new she victim. put a target on her back for sure. Yeah, that and that is an expression that they use on. Uh, the Bachelor a lot, but it's mm-hmm. very apropos, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Apropos. Apropos. Any other thoughts? Any other observations? Any other notes? Uh, my one thing, I mean, more reasons to love Matt, but, you know, and I think I might have said this in another episode, but I just love how he asks specific questions about women. So like, Mm, you you know, oftentimes in other seasons of The Bachelor, we always hear The Bachelor ask, so tell me a little bit about you. What makes you, you? Or why are you the way you are? Those are like the most, you know, broad and silly questions that you can ask. How, How would you answer that question? So he's like, what made you want to be a teacher? That's what he asked uh, Michelle on their one-on-one. And then they're chit-chatting. She quotes Maya Angelou and boom, he calls out. He knows that she quoted Maya Angelou. That's that's some sweet like uh, brainwaves kind of shit. I liked that. Yeah, well, Michelle has a gigantic forehead, so there probably are a lot of brainwaves shooting out of that thing. Yeah, she's very smart. Yes. What's the uh, Cuban expression about foreheads? Well, it, to say that you're dumb means you have a small forehead so you say tu no tienes dos dedos al frente which Wait. means you don't have two fingers for the forehead <laughs> you know who didn't have two fingers for her forehead uh kylie i oh she had four wrinkles for the forehead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit she had, she had four pencils stacked up 
<laughs> making uh, making that. Just imagine what that looks like. Imagine looking at four pencils, and then that's what her forehead looked like. I also wrote down that Matt, uh, it seemed like he was playing fuck, Mary kill with the girls because you can really kind of tell by Matt's demeanor, like the girls he wants to kill. For example, he wants to kill Victoria. Unfortunately, he probably wants to kill Katie. Then there's the girls that he wants to fuck, which, you know, off top, I'm not going to name any. But then there are the girls that like are more like the types that he wants to marry, such as Michelle, very much vibing with Michelle on the Brie. marriage tip. Uh, Brie. Uh, who did he talk to about all the religion stuff? Is Lauren, Lauren. still? Is she Lauren, still on the show? Yeah, she's still in the game. Yeah, they bonded really well. So like, you know what I mean? He's got kind of like these different vibes with everybody. But yeah. his body language, Matt's not good at faking it, which is also just, again, why we're both so fucking confused that Victoria thinks that her and Matt have some kind of connection because his whole vibe with her is just not... It's obvious. It's not sexy. It's not It's not even like on the friend tip. Like, I don't even feel like they're like, I could say like, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, they're they're not going to be together, but like they could be buddies, you know, they could be pals. Like, I don't even think there's like a friendship there. Nah, next, next rose ceremony, she's gone. I just can't just how, why is Victoria, I mean, it's, it's. It's producers, right? I mean, do we all agree? America agrees. Everyone agrees. She's you not- listening agree. My friends who listen to this podcast that don't even watch The Fucking Bachelor, they agree. Yeah. She's not a plant. She's not a plant. But, but she's a genuinely terrible human being. The producers have kept her, have kept her there. And she's not even that cute. I, on Instagram, she is. But we, yeah, we talked because- about how her, her profile is private now, right? Yeah, like, Mon. Fucking crazy. She's just facetuned to all hell. All right. Well, we have uh, come to the end of the line here. And before we leave, uh, we have one more sponsor. Um, Mandy, have you ever eaten at Toddford's? Toddford's Biscuits and Oats? No, I haven't. You never eaten at Toddford's? Tell me about Toddford's. Oh my God, it's fantastic. They do a cheese and chicory biscuit that will just blow your mind. Mm. But I'm really excited to have them um, as one of our sponsors. We get some biscuits? Uh, I think we can, yeah. The closest one is in Fuquay though, so it's a little bit of a road trip. Oh, we'll drive. We can head that way. All right. This episode of Lurk Mode presents The Bachelor Recap is brought to you by Toddford's Biscuits and Oats. When you were out there doing the most, come on down to Toddford's Biscuits and Oats. Hey, Mike here. Have you guys heard about the Toddford's Biscuits and Oats special? They got the chicken beak biscuit with the ham and slaw with the fennel tea on the side. You can't beat it. It's delicious. Come on down to Toddford's where your family are your no one. Wow, Mike sounds like... uh... He's having a bit of a rough one, but he does seem to love Toddford's, and I can't believe you've never eaten there. I mean, we got to try it now. Oh, you know what? We didn't do uh, boners and boners and tingles. There wasn't a lot of tingles yeah, happening. Yeah, I didn't episode. really have a boner either. I was gonna give Kit Kit's big nose my my boner uh, uh, yeah. award just because Kit, who looks like a little cute little waif child, New York glossy lipped thing, uh, she actually has kind of a lumpy. Uh, nose, which we saw uh, a profile of her today, which is something that I'm into. So I was happy to see that. So I guess you could say I was hard. <laughs> I get. I guess and if I no saw po- <laughs> Mandy, at no point did you say to yourself, "I get the tingles in a silly place." No, but maybe if I saw that little bit of him, you know, 
squatting a log or something like that. Oh, yeah, you would have liked that. I would have liked that. I just didn't see it. I must have been getting some dried mango or something. He, he definitely had tree bark abrading his back skin. Ouchies. <laughs> Ouchie, wow, wow. All right, shout out Katie for being the champion of the people, and we will see you next week.